Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raf. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0. And bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rath. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches in college football history. We may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. It is Tuesday. Talking some Nebraska football spring game. You know, Chase B says, you know, fast, hey, Nick, I might have a pair of uh, seats on the ice, on the glass, if you want them. Uh, we are okay, Chase. I, uh, I'm i going with some buddies that also have seats on the glass. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Awesome. Shout, Chase. Out, shout out to the president. Hey, Chase, th- uh, shout out to you, man, for making the offer, too. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Are you going that. to JTP? I think so. JTP. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> Since you didn't want to hang out, Raph, and watch the Husker baseball game, <laughs> I asked you. That's I what know. people don't see. You talk so negative about me. Oh, you But guys. I sat here and AD. You've got to be kidding AD me. AD as my witness. I sat here and said, hey, Raph, you want to hang out? You want to watch the Husker baseball game? Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I don't know if I'll be able to I remember, it. I remember Friday night, some guy oh, going, here, here oh, go. Monday night, we going to 88 Tactical? I'm like, yeah, Nick, I, let's go to 88 no, Tactical. There was no follow-up. There was no follow-up, when you say When you say you're going on Monday, you say that you're going to 88 Tactical. <laughs> there was then, no then yesterday, follow-up. Then yesterday, I go, I go, what are we doing tonight? He's like, I'm you going did, to a soccer you game. You did not. So, yeah, so don't. So, yeah, step off. Tell Randy. <laughs> step off. <laughs> Get him, Raph. Tell, tell Randy I'm sorry. Tell Randy I'm sorry. And What's I, up, Rico? How you doing? Sorry, and I'm ahead. telling you right now, the PPB there is amazing. <laughs> I should I should start giving PPB reports wherever I go. Yes. Yeah, you got to. Everywhere I go, I just make a video. You got to. Nick's PPB report. Sponsored by... Somebody. Somebody. <laughs> Let Jake know. For sure. Yeah, we yeah. Just, I'm not going to give Jake's number. But. <laughs> you know who wasn't invited to hang out? Oh, Rico. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Well, Rico, Rico. No, it's too late. I hung out with you Friday night. I, I know. Only, you know. I hung out with you Saturday. <laughs> you didn't hang out with me Saturday. I hung out with you Saturday afternoon. You were on the other side we, of the table. We were at McKinney's. We were in the same area. <laughs> that hangout. Your wife said more words to me than you did on That's Saturday. That's true. That's true. Not my fault. I'm not scary, Rico. Uh-oh. You were talking to Nate. I didn't want to interrupt the bromance. Oh, yeah, that was too. I woke up that morning and then that tweet was out. I was like, oh, my God, they're already hanging out at 8 in the morning. Yeah, they were hanging out, drinking beer. Nate, Nate, Nate texted me on the night before. He's like, hey, so are we, so we starting to drink at 8 a.m.? I was like, no. I was like, we can do 9. Uh, Nate did. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So they, they got started early. But hey, they brought Krispy Kreme donuts over, so okay. it was okay. Oh, it's fine. All's yeah, good. Fine. Bring food. That's not in my heart. <laughs> Maybe all donuts. donuts. So that's what I got to do. Yeah, ref, I'll be so kind to you. I was kind For of like Jake. Five minutes. I was kind of Jake and Jake and Bill and Sip this morning because they had Pop Tarts in the back. The way, the way to Nick's heart is by clogging his arteries. 
<laughs> no, I'm off fast food. I love them. <laughs> I'm off fast food. I'm, I'm off fast the way food. to Nick's heart is by trying to stop Nick's heart. <laughs> I'm off fast food, but I like those Krispy Kreme. But I'll eat it. The way to Nick's heart is to stop. It wasn't even the fact about the Krispy Kreme donuts. It was just the, the thought. The thought. It's the uh, thought that counts? It's the thought. Okay. 100%. Well, speaking of thoughts, A.A. Ron said, question for you. Did anyone rewatch the spring game and have a different opinion uh, than what we saw on Saturday? After watching recruits that were in town, they mostly all said they liked what they saw, like the speed of the game, the schemes, players flying to the ball, etc. Felt like I was being too critical on Saturday. Maybe it was better than I realized. Thoughts? I went back and rewatched the spring game. I would say I think people are being maybe a little too critical of it. I think I I understand there there's there's some fumbling issues. I I I see it. I'm not. But that's stuff like over the summer where, you know, you take more snaps with your center. You you, you, you become more. And you got to realize also that Nebraska has been going from the shotgun for, what, five five years now? Mm-hmm. So going back under center, getting that smooth, taking handoffs. A lot of these players, I mean, Jeff Sims, this is the first time he's played with any of these running backs. Mm-hmm. First time he's played with receivers. So now you take this, you take this summer – and you tighten things up, but I was I was impressed Saturday just by by the organization of it all. Like I wasn't sure how it was going to come out. You know, running a bunch of different formations, um, doing motion, um, adding a fullback, adding in that H back that you know goes in mm-hmm. motion and blocks. So from that standpoint, I I was I was impressed with what I saw. There wasn't a ton of false start penalties, which you think, you know, with a new offense, new quarterback, new cadence. Uh, just a bunch of new stuff, a lot of things going through their heads. I thought they handled the situation and the stuff that I saw, you know, where I was like, ooh, that's stuff that they can they can work on in the summer. And I would I would expect that there'll be a lot of players that, you know, are back here this summer that are, you know, doing a lot of throwing and doing handoffs and just just small stuff to, you know, tighten things up. You know, that summer that you mentioned, Ralph, the summer is going to be critical uh, just to, uh, just for those guys to continue to gel with each other. They had 15 practices under their belt. That's one thing I guess I want to emphasize. 15 practices. Yeah. Not 25, not 30. You've had 15 practices uh, to get you to know your coaches, your coaches to know you. You're changing your systems on both sides of the ball. That is a massive overhaul. I'm not honestly surprised – with the number of times the ball was on the ground. Yeah. Um, you don't like to see it. No. You know, you definitely don't like to see it, but I'm not surprised in that, again, now regardless, of, I'm going to say this, though, now regardless of what offense you're running, you still got to hold on to the football. I don't care if you're a runner. I mean, if you're running or pass, but you still got to hold on to the ball. Those things will be corrected. Um, you go back and look at rules teams. Historically, they take care of the ball. You know, I'm not talking about in Carolina, but I'm talking about with Temple and Baylor. They were very ball-controlled uh, offenses. So he's not going to have you out there if you are putting the ball on the ground. Yep. You know, um, the young man uh, from um, uh, Georgia, Gilbert, yep, uh, the tight end, had two drops right in his hands. Yeah. However, obviously, we know that's not going to be a norm for him because he would, we wouldn't have took him in the first place, you know, if that was the case. And you got to look at him also. He's wanting to impress us probably just as much as we want yeah. him, you know. Pressing so. hard. Pressing hard. He's pressing. He'll get used to it. Yeah. I just – I just the functionality of it all, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see how there wasn't a lot of – from what I saw, there wasn't a lot of, like, blown, like, routes. People looked like – they looked like they were supposed to be where they were supposed to be at. 
and that's saying a whole bunch being that you know you've basically installed a whole new offense yeah so that's that that's where i was looking at it some of the other stuff yeah you can you can nitpick it all you want and yeah if you nitpick it you're going to find things wrong oh yeah but we what were we expecting like i knew that there was going to be stuff that was that wasn't going to be perfect or even be close to perfect. Yeah. What I wanted, what what did we see going into it? We just want a physical ball game. We don't want people playing two-hand touch out there. Yeah. They came out, they gave us a good physical. The defense was flying around. I, I liked, liked what I saw from the defense. Offense struggled, but still you see glimpses. Like to say that we don't have a great um, stable running backs – I mean, I, I see greatness in th- these running backs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid to say that. We have probably the four best running backs that I've seen at Nebraska. It's, it's probably back maybe when um, was it Amir Abdullah and Aaron Green. And we had like those three running backs back yeah. back like 10 years ago maybe. But other it's than bear, that. It's a deep room, man. Yeah, it that is. Running backs room is a deep room. And a lot of those, any one of those guys, Ramir and um, Grant and – those guys could play at a lot of other schools and start. Oh, yeah. I mean, so – and, you know, and Kent Lincoln, you got a good point where it says, you know, because um, I can understand three or four turnovers wouldn't be over me, but eight to spring game, that's a lot. And that is a lot. Yeah. So it's not excusing and, it. And, and you had the one turnover that was – it would have been an incomplete pass. Yeah. yeah. So you take that away. And you can – and like you said, yes, with turnover numbers, yeah, they're alarming. But I really believe that something it's something you can fix – so I'm well, let me say this. Let me, I, mean, I first of all put it this way too. Matt Rule was not showing a lot on Saturday. That was a very, very elementary called game as far as play calls. You're not going to be showing your whole your cards yeah. on a nationally televised game. You know, you want, it was a very vanilla game as far as that goes. As far as play calls, and he's called, and he also called the game too. Most coaches, most offense coordinators are setting up plays and trying and trying to, you know. They're scheming against yeah. the defense to, to to gain yards. I felt like Saturday it wasn't so much scheming the play calling; it was more to see players in positions, in positions, so so, I, positions and scenarios. We all call it positions and scenarios yeah. to see what they do in certain positions, certain scenarios of a game, uh, in a game time atmosphere. Um, and the thing about this guys too, that defense was flying around. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you, do, you, do you equivalent that to the defense being that aggressive to the offense being careless? Because two of those fumbles that I saw, that, I mean, those were just good. They were some good pops. It's not excusing the turnovers by any stretch yeah. of the imagination, but two of those were some good pops. And I tell you what, now think about this. Had the offense score, had, had somebody, they'd ran up like 45 points, people have been aching about, oh, man, that defense is going to need some help, man. All you would have been hearing about is, man, the 3-3-5. Three, three, and if you think about it, they played 4-3 and 3-3-5. Three, three, yeah. You can give them, you can change that look at the snap as far as that goes. Oh, yeah. So I was actually impressed uh, with the defense. Yeah, and then okay, so Stevie Wilson from the YouTube. I hear a lot of excuses, shaking my head. This team has a long way to go. Eighteen tackles for losses and eight turnovers. I, I, not saying I don't think we're giving excuses. I'm just saying that they the stuff can be fixed. Yeah, it's all fixable. It's all fixable. Yeah, it, it, first of all, <laughs> it's it's no it's uh it's. It's known to all of us this team has a long way to yeah. go. Again, There's none of us fifteen practices. Yeah, none of that's us. That's it. None of us here are. Are I don't think we've made any excuses. Yes, they've got work to do, but, but I'm just saying I don't think it's as bad as what you know some some people, I've heard, and I'm just like, whoa, wait a second. You know, it's like you got a whole brand new offense, you got a brand new defense, and 
what, 15 practices. So it's like, yeah, there, there's going to be stuff. But, I mean, if you're going to go in, if you're going to go in it, you know, with the we're going to be horrible attitude, I guess you'll probably, you know, get horrible. <laughs> it's like, you got to have – I mean, at the end of the day, we say it all the time. It, until it happens on the – happens in – was it? When's the first game? September? Uh, August 31st. August 31st. If it happens – what happens on August 31st is all that matters now. But, like, watching that game on Saturday – yeah, the offense looked like there was no rhyme or reason because at the end of the day, they wanted to see the players. They weren't they weren't scheming and like, okay, well, we're going to run this play and then come back to this later. You know, I, I don't think there was any of that going on on Saturday. I, I think I think what we what we'd like to do as Husker fans is is overreact to a spring game. Um, I I think personally for me, s- taking a couple steps back and and rewatching the spring game now. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting caught up in everything. I think a big reason why also is because if you look at Matt Rule's history and you look at the players that stood out on Saturday, the Cameron Lenhart, the Prince Will Umi, Umi, Uman Mielin. Prince Will. When you talk about two of those guys, those are two true freshmen yep. that are going to probably carve out a role for themselves on Saturdays in the fall. Mm-hmm. This season, unfortunately, I hate to be this guy – there's probably going to be a lot of growing pains. Oh yeah. There's going to be a lot of growing pains for this this team this fall. But also, that's why you signed Matt Rule to a 9-year deal. Yep. Also, that's why when you look at the track record of Matt Rule, it's he's been playing he he they have a poor record in year 1 and year 2 and year 3 they finally get off up the ground and running. They, he did the same thing at Baylor where they bring in a lot of they have a lot of true freshmen or, and young guys that are playing but what's the best way to get them experience for year two and year three? Yes, pr- mm-hmm. physical practices can can help, and that sure helps in the spring. Trust me, folks, we were there, and, and the practices look different than what they did under previous leadership. But unfortunately, practices only do so much, and once you get into a game yeah. and, and you have to make those split-second decisions, that's when you do your biggest amount of growth. And so yeah. I think, unfortunately, there's going to probably be a lot of growing pains this year and there's going to be a lot of overreaction. There's got going to be a lot of a lot of conversations had of, oh no, can Matt Rule do this? But unfortunately, I think there's a really important off season or summer coming up for him. And this is what Matt Rule does. Yep. This is this is what Matt Rule does. Um, the guys that are going to play on a lot of the guys I think that are going to play on Saturdays in the fall did not play last year. Mm-hmm. They just didn't. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And and for whatever reason that may be, whether it's they're a newcomer, whether it's a new like new addition, whether they just got skipped over on the depth chart, or they just the, the previous staff didn't feel like they had a spot. Most importantly, I'm talking like Ramir Johnson. Like Ramir Johnson, you're looking at wide receivers, and if Nebraska loses a couple to the portal, you're talking they have seven true freshmen in that wide receiver room. Yeah. Outside of that, they have a newcomer in Josh Fleeks. They have a newcomer in Billy Kemp, and they have. IGC and Xavier Betts who returned to the team after yeah. leaving midway through their years. Dude, I was I was really impressed with Billy Kemp. Yeah, I was really I was impressed too. with him, man. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a hybrid. He's he's a player utility player. You can put him in a lot of different positions in the slot, in the backfield, line him up. Wide, I mean, line him up wide, line him up in the in the slot. The dude brings a lot of diverse, a lot of quickness to an already quick room as far as that goes. Yep. To an already quick room. Um, I'm I'm excited for the receivers in particular, you know, the yeah. running backs. Yeah. There's a lot of depth at running back and receiver. Yep. Um, 
unknown texture says it's been fixable since 1997. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Tony in Fort Bragg, <laughs> Tony in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, says this perfectly. Worst thing about a spring game is what's good for one side is bad for the other side. Mm. The coaches got what they wanted, needed evaluation of live reps. Because yep. yep. here's the deal: Great if, point. if it, like, it, would we have been thrilled with the performance if it was two turnovers? Because hey, the offense is moving the ball, but the defense didn't force turnovers. Yeah. yeah. But then you're going to oh. have a high scoring game, yeah. and you're going to oh. say, "Oh no, the defense." Could if, you if imagine? If it's an, this three three five is horrific. Well, it's like if it, <laughs> get rid of it. If it's like the Oklahoma spring game, and it's I think they scored over eighty points both teams. It's going to be okay. There's going to be yeah. no defense for this. Get Tony White out of here. So I, I think that's what's tough. Um, so, Tony, you make a great point where it's the coaches got what they wanted and needed yeah. in evaluations of live reps. Also, the spring game is specifically more for the fans where, where they do, as as AD said, keep it a little more vanilla. You have to. The, the most important scrimmages were on the two previous Saturdays mm, yeah. where once again they were, closed. they were still physical. They were yeah. still hitting. Everybody was live. But they didn't have to. Sh- they weren't showcasing it no. for anybody, and nor should they have. And and those those are t- those are the more important scrimmages than even the spring. And it's game. in and it's a different. Like last week, it's like it's a different environment playing in front of people. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm assuming you didn't hear much, you know, in the scrimmages about turnovers. Like a lot of turnovers. I know he said a couple times that there were a few times where they put the ball on the ground, and he was like, oh, I guess I need to be happy for the defense because they cause these turnovers, but I don't want them laying the ball on the ground, and. One of the things that I told AD about Saturday that I, it really kind of surprised me a little bit was I thought maybe if they fumbled or turnover that they were going to send them down to the line and make them start running. Yeah. And it kind of surprised are, me a little bit that they did not he, do Here's that. a question. I, are we surprised that the backup quarterback struggled? Like, are we surprised that the backups weren't good? Like, I sit here and, like, first of all – your first or second string, whatever Casey, Th- wherever mm-hmm. Casey Thompson, Jeff Sims line up, one A and one B, one of those guys are out and have been out for the entire spring. Yeah. You know exactly what you had in that backup quarterback room last year. Right, yeah. it was it was a mess. Yeah, no, no, like they, I, I, I'm, I am, I struggle to say that it was serviceable yeah. last year, and, and so you sit there and you're like, unfortunately. You have a guy in Logan Smothers that's barely played a snap, but we saw it when he came in against Iowa two years ago. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, they they had to shut down a passing game. Yeah. You saw it then. Uh, we haven't seen Heinrich Harburg. You're only hearing about him in the spring, and everybody's freaking out because he's trucking a guy on, 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 a, on a video, and I get that because it shows physicality that we haven't seen over the last couple of years. Yeah. Chubba Purdy was fine last year in, in the later stages of the year when Casey was out. We haven't seen Richard Torres. I, I, I think – Taking all things into consideration, you had five or four or five quarterbacks play over the on last Saturday, with s- separate centers and guys moving around on the offensive line yeah. and weird combinations at running back and weird combinations at wide receiver. And I think sometimes, once again, it's it's not it's yeah. somewhat of an overreaction because when you take all those things into consideration, you go, wait, Heinrich Harburg wasn't playing last year, yeah. mm-hmm. and and oh. Logan Smothers has struggled to, to get on the field or throw the ball mm-hmm. over the last three years well, of being a Husker. And another thing, and that, Chubba Purdy went to went to was it Michigan and just fell apart. Yeah. I, it's like I I just think that we've seen over the last couple of years the gigantic drop off between Nebraska's number one quarterback and number two, three, four, yeah. five. 
that I think maybe it was just a little bit we, we forgot about that. So this is this is another another perspective that I kind of was scratching my head a little bit about. Jeff Sims. So I guess a lot of people are looking at this spring game as the end-all, be-all, like, oh, my God, you know, horrible, terrible. Okay. Well, after the game gets over with, and I was listening to this, some of the shows yesterday a little bit after we got off, and everybody's like, well, Jeff Sims, he's got accurate accuracy issues because he only completed what 58 percent of his passes at georgia tech okay but now we're looking at the spring game he was nine for 13 i believe he had a drop pass so that's over a 70 percent clip so i'm like so what are we looking at here because all i all i ever get is like i somebody from this station said that casey thompson is locked in 100 percent starting quarterback game one because jeff sims had accuracy issues and i'm like but he completed 70% of his passes in the spring game. So where, what, what are we looking at here? You know, I, I, I go into the fall ball. I'm thinking it's clean slate for everybody. They've seen, they've seen stuff in the spring. You go in. Am I saying that, that Jeff Sims is the starting quarterback game one? I'm not sure. Am I saying Casey Thompson? Not sure. I don't think any of that has been decided yet. And, and the, uh, you always go back and you're like, well, he has accuracy issues. Well, spring game, he completed 70% of his passes. So well, I'm confused by how we, I, we go back and forth. Like, we're good, we're bad, we're good. You know, We're not going to know until October 31st or 30th. I, I would also say um, I think they both maybe have accuracy issues. Um, when, you, when you look at career stats, Jeff Sims has 23 interceptions over his seasons. And over two seasons, Casey Thompson has 19. So having 10 interceptions last year and nine the year before was yeah. Casey Thompson. I think you could make an argue that both of them have accuracy issues. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I Off the field, football mind, we know who they are. I like, I we like, know who they are. I like where we're sitting. If we have – and I, I hope and pray that both of them are here come fall because I like that situation having both those – you had mentioned it yesterday, AD, about mm-hmm. having two good 100%. quarterbacks. And that is needed. And I – and. It looks like they get along well on the sideline. You know, saw that at the end of the spring game. They're over there talking and stuff. And so I, I want that situation. I want Jeff Sims. I want – because I believe they're both integral parts to being – to making Nebraska successful. Well, I know Texter says, uh, if we follow rules history, we're going 2-10 and 10 the first year, 6-6 six and six the second year, and 10-2 and two in the third year. Yeah, <laughs> I, yes and no. I think the situations that Rule walked yeah. into – this is a lot different situation than what. And that's what I wanted to mention. Like I said earlier in this conversation, like there's going to be growing pains and he's going to play a lot of younger guys. He did it at Baylor. He did it at Temple. And you, you saw that. I mean, this is what you signed up for. You, you did not sign up for a two and ten year, but I'm saying you may have signed up for a five and seven or a six and six year in year one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's just how it is. And, and but. I think I think also we'd sit here and be like, hell yeah, get us to a, yeah. get us to a freaking bowl game, get heck, us to a freaking bowl game. If I'm Nebraska, we right, don't care. If I'm Nebraska right now, if I'm um, Donnie Rayola, if I'm Satterfield, the first call that I'm making this summer or even now is, I'm calling Coach Osborne and I'm saying we want to run the ball. Show us, show us how, how, show us how to run the ball. Which is so you use. Use use the man's his his football acumen mm-hmm. is still I would say top two percent in probably the country, and I'd I'd get with him. I mean, if Nebraska's going to win games next year, it's going to be running the ball. Well, 
when I think about running the ball or passing the ball or kicking a field goal, <laughs> you got to protect. So goes Nebraska's records going to go. So go that offensive line, man. I mean, we've seen that on both sides. And uh, you, because here's why it's so crucial. We all know why it's crucial to have uh, uh, men in the trenches. If you can't keep people off your quarterback, we've seen what happened. Not only yep. that, you're gonna. That's why I'm glad we have a two quarterback situation. Yep. You know, it's gonna be that way. I like seeing the depth we have. I like the number of running backs. Unfortunately, we needed them because we couldn't protect them. So therefore, we were getting quarterbacks taken out. Running backs were getting hurt. And the, the, the stress that brings on your defense, if your defense is on that field like we saw last year, almost 60% of the time, 70% yep. of the time in some games. They wear out. You wear out. Mm-hmm. So all the other positions, yes, you you got to have solid quarterback play. you got to have good running backs, receivers, et cetera. Uh, the defense was flying around. It's early. Again, 15 practices. But my main concern, my main concern is offensive line because a lack, yep. an offensive line or their lack thereof impacts your defense. Because that means they're going to be in the field a lot longer, which puts them in a bad situation. So, to me, the key thing for me, all these other things, man, you can plug and play. All right? We know we have athletes at all those other positions. My biggest thing I'll be watching and when, the, when the fall ball starts, how much do the offensive line progress? Yep. That's going to be key. Because we can have a, a great defense, but if we offense is going three and out, that great defense, legs are going to be shot, man. I, I, I don't think – I don't think this staff is going to go into the portal for an offensive lineman. And that, that might that might make some, some Husker fans mad mm-hmm. is saying that. I, I don't think I, – I think unless something falls into their lap um, that fits perfectly, I think, I think this is what you got on the offensive line. I think the biggest thing about it, though, is as, as Rico's talked about – excuse me, as Rico's talked about and, and mentioned to us – there were a lot of guys switching positions on Saturday. That won't happen in the fall. Mm-hmm. There's there was a lot of I mean a lot of guys going from interior to ex, to outside to to guard to yeah. tackle to tackle to guard to center. Played various roles, right? Yep, various yep. roles. Once again, because of that evaluation, because they want to have stuff right. on film that they uh-huh. can look at and say, hey, this is maybe this is a better spot for you. Um, yep. I I completely agree with that. The offensive line's gotta gotta improve. But I think you also got to get healthy. Like you need a Teddy Prohaska there. You need Turner Corcoran to get 100 percent healthy if he's not. And um, I think that's just kind of what they're where they're at. But I know a lot of people have asked questions throughout various shows on the text line, like they better hit this transfer portal hard. I don't think they are. I, I really, I really think that they're going to get down to maybe that eight, like an 84 number, and they're going to leave one spot open. But other than that, I don't, yeah. I don't think they they try to go searching for one unless it falls in their lap. Well, I think it's interesting. Here we are. Today Today could be an interesting day. I think the rest of this week is going to be because the portal closes next Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, this Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday, the 30th. Closes this Sunday. So to see what type of action may be taking place uh, the rest of this week with guys leaving uh, to see where they fit at. Because, again, this week someone's going to know they're not on scholarship anymore. Yeah. I mean, it has to happen. You know what's fascinating, Raph, about that, that ta- discussion of running the football? Over the last X amount of years, Nebraska hasn't been able to run the football when they've wanted to. Yep. That's that's the that's the most disappointing part. It's like when you need to slow down a game, when you need to do this, do that, either you don't have the playmaker healthy in the backfield yep. to do it. Right. 
or you don't have the offensive line to be able to provide it. Now, now you need a mix of both, I think, because the offensive line can't do everything if the running back's not shifty and right. doesn't have good vision, things like that. But you can have as good a vision. We saw it last year. You can have as good a vision as Anthony Grant had. You can be as shifty as you want with Ramir Johnson. Yeah. But if there's if, if you're if you have to make a move, a jump cut two or three yards behind the line of yep. scrimmage as soon as you get handed the football, mm-hmm. you're starting three steps back before you I can think, get moving forward. Right. I just think going going from under center is going to help our running game considerably because you're going to get those running backs running downhill. It seems like in the prior years when we're in the in the spread and in the shotgun and doing those RPOs, it always felt like we weren't given a chance for 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 our backs to to get up, you know, ahead of speed before they hit the hole. I mean. I'm I'm okay with running some ISOs and you know running some of that power football. That mm-hmm. that that'll just help. It'll help the play action passing game because it's going to bring up those safeties. So I I just think going from under center will be it'll be huge. So so Sanderson and he makes a good point. He says Rule said that he will always look for linemen who can help this team. I think two offensive linemen will be added. Now part of that also is if any of them leave, if any of them choose mm-hmm. to to depart, but. I believe it was this quote from after the spring game where I felt like Rule was like, this is the group we kind of have. I don't think, uh, don't, I don't think there's any more getting more depth, right? I mean, we're, we're not, we, we have the players we have. We have some guys coming in. We're going to coach them, you know, so um, we're not, we're not, I'm not thinking about anybody other than the guys on our team. I, I just really feel like he's starting to like closes the door. Now, granted, if a if a really talented guy that started 30 games in the, in, in college football says, Hey, I want to come and visit Nebraska. There's a difference yeah. between yeah. reaching out to a player in the portal, yeah, and actually getting a visit. If, mm-hmm. if that, there's completely, I think they might be in communication, yeah, but and, and they might follow him on Twitter and like because you always get those, you always see those accounts tweet it. It was like, ah, oh, this guy's following Omar Hales, this guy's yeah. following Donovan Riola. What does this mean? There's a difference it, it, with transfer portal. It, it's very rarely do you just have communication and no visit yeah. without a commitment. Well, from what I see from the Nebraska coaching staff too is. They're always grinding. So are they aggressively watching yeah. the portal? Probably yeah. not. But well, do they have an eye on the portal? Definitely. Well, every good staff does. Yeah. But once again, the question was, can you get more depth on the offensive linemen? Saying in a roundabout way, hey, there's a way you can get more depth. We all are aware of it. Are you looking that way in here once again for the last time? I don't think, uh, no, I don't think there's any more getting more depth, right? I mean, we're, we're not we, – we have the players we have. We have some guys coming in. We're going to coach them. You know, so um, we're not we're – not, I'm not thinking about anybody other than the guys on our team. So I just think it was – I felt like that – he could have left that door open. Like, there is nothing that Matt Matt Rule does without meaning or purpose. Exactly. And he knew – he could have left that door a lot more open where it's, hey, listen, you know, listen, we're always looking to get better, and and we're definitely, you know, as in this day day and age of college football, yeah, we're going to continue to look to get better. But he didn't. He said, we're going to coach the guys on our team – and I don't think there's getting more depth. I don't think there's a, a way to get more depth. So, well, tell you what, there was a lot to unpack. Uh, there's still a lot to unpack, like I said, because decisions have to be made. I love on that. football season. Oh, yeah. The decisions have to be made on that roster. Think about it. We're getting closer, man. Oh, we're yeah. getting closer to it, to seeing what's going to happen. A lot of work to be done still. Folks, we're going to talk some more sports. When we come back. Um, some NBA games took place last night, NFL news as well. Uh, we'll come back and talk about it on the drive with Adrian Raff and Nick Holden down 9.7 tickets.